0: All right, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We're back here today with Terry Lynn and Travis Marzani, And today we're going to talk about, I guess, purpose and kind of what we do, meaning a life. So I don't know how this episode is going to go, but, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. So some updates from the both of us. So Travis, uh, why do not you go first?
1: So one of the big things is we got a message last week. I talked about how my intern quit and I didn't really want to give her a reference and all this kind of stuff. And we got a message for someone, and Terry, I'll let you, because you have the message up, I think, talk about that a little bit more. But basically, don't give a bad reference for an unpaid intern. Unpaid interns in general are kind of a bad idea as far as like the legal thing goes. Yeah, so this message came from a Miracle, shout out to uh, her
0: URL, hipundies.com. And so she heard us talk about unpaid internships and kind of how Travis had a bad experience. And basically she used to work in HR and she was saying, I guess the US laws are really strict and there's kind of liability issues, defamation, uh, or even kind of like discrimination issues if you go into too much detail. So for example, like dates of employment, uh, salary, uh, if they're eligible for rehire like what you say really could be held liable against you and I think for me it was scary because like as a small business you don't think about this stuff most people don't because you're bootstrapping but this seems like it was made for like big corporations not to like you know screw the little guy but it just applies to all businesses as a general rule too so
1: yeah that kind of stuff scary because uh, you can make one little small step and then you know that could be the end of your business but yeah so you hear all these discrimination or sexual harassment things in the US
0: like maybe they're legit I mean I don't know but Some of them sound kind of fishy and as a person, if my incentive is to sue a company and make $5 million off a settlement, I kind of like, hey, why not, right?
1: But I mean, that's a whole different topic. And what else is up with you? Oh, well, so I'm kind of focusing this month on learning Spanish. So I'm trying to take a month and just rapid learn Spanish. And so I haven't really been, I've been putting the the business on the back burner, which is, it's been cool because I can do that. Like I've kind of set up the systems in place where I can kind of uh, eliminate myself from it. And so like, uh, I probably spent about an hour a week or so just going and checking some emails and taking care of some stuff. But it's, it's kind of cool that it's finally come to the point where I'm able to do this. And we're ha- we've had a record month. I mean, we're going to hit, I think we've already hit around 35,000 this month in revenue, which is like double our last month. And you're working only one hour a week, buddy. I know, right? <laughs> Why
0: don't you put in like 10 and then make this a 300k a month business?
1: Well, the, you know, it doesn't work like that, though. Yeah, that's so, right. True. Yeah. Like, that's my big thing is like I, I could work an extra 40 hours a week and probably make an extra 5000 a month in revenue. Or it's like I could work one hour. So like per hour, I'm optimizing my output.
0: Yeah, that's true. But at least, at least it's still growing in some point.
1: Like right now, if I just walked away, it would still grow because it's right now it's growing so much by word of mouth and all that kind of stuff. Most of the really big things that I could do I spent the entire summer doing all the really big things. So we're talking like the outreach to dance studios, publishing the content with them and getting them to share it with their kind of students or whatever. Yeah, and most of that stuff we're still doing. It's just I've eliminated myself from the process. Like I'll send out bulk like 400 emails or something like that. I uh, don't tell anybody I said that, but I'll send out all the emails to the dance studios, and then all the processes from there, my VA responds to the emails, sends it to the person that writes for us, and then it's like, it's all automatic. Gotcha,
0: and she does the posting and the images and everything, And uh, gotcha. Yeah, so how about you, Terry, what's new? Uh, I guess the other thing that we have going on is that we have a 25K group going on for the e-commerce mafia, uh, it starts next week, and you're actually running that, so it's kind of exciting that And when we started out, we had some people asking for a more high level group. So it makes sense because if you're doing like 20K and above, a month, you know, your business problems like scaling, hiring, finding distributors, things like that is very different from someone kind of more starting out, maybe within like the 5k range, right? So this is kind of cool to have a separate group pulled out for these guys. And even then we had someone asking for a 100k group. So we actually have two people on the waitlist there. So if you're listening, and you do over 100k a month, uh, shoot me an email, terry at buildmyalignstore.com. And then we'll uh, see if you want to get in the group,
1: uh, kind of hang out with other people doing the same thing. That's going to be awesome. I definitely want to sit on on those groups. Like I'll mute my microphone and just listen because I'm sure there's some interesting conversations going on. I brought up this topic with you a
0: couple days ago because I just came back from Bangkok and it was really humbling seeing some people building like a million dollar business plus, and even that's still kind of small game too. And it got me thinking, like, you know, what are we doing here in Vietnam? Like some of the some of our friends here in Southeast Asia, yeah, we're kind of we left our jobs, uh, we we're bootstrapping a business, you're making some income, but you know, is this the end game? And really, what's next? It was kind of the biggest theme I got uh, talking to like people that have been in this path two, three years, maybe even more too. It's like, yeah, you can sit on the beach and drink coconuts only for so long, but then you know, what do you do next? You don't want you don't want to do this for. Thirty years.
1: Yeah, you've dropped you dropped a couple hints. Uh, are you thinking about potentially moving back to the states or? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Like when like now that the e commerce
0: mafia is on, I know what I need to do with that more. It's like going to e commerce events, uh, meeting people in person, and getting people into that community. Right, because now it's much more clear on the path of this podcast and that thing too. Kind of on a long term basis. It's on the back of my head, but I don't really know when yet. The bigger thing was that we're selling. I'm selling wallets. You're selling
1: dance clothes like do you want that to be your legacy that's kind of like the big overarching theme oh i'm i have already there I, I i mean i knew as soon as i started that uh this was not my end goal to me, and I'll let you talk a little bit about what it is for you, but to me, it's about making money not be an issue, because I think money kind of clouds your decision-making. And you look at someone that's in poverty, for instance, they're not able to think as clearly because they have to focus on where that next meal's coming from. Obviously, I don't have it to the same degree, but I have to constantly think to myself, okay, well, you know, if I want to go do this or I want to do that, money is very, yes, it is definitely a first world problem, but, money is something that clouds my decision making so i'm trying to eliminate that from being a problem in my head yeah you know and for someone who's still in their job listening to this like we probably
0: sound like complete jackasses just because you know in that position i would look at people like, oh my god like you have a job you live in bali or thailand and you're complaining about living on a beach like god that's such a first world problem but, but i think it comes down to stages in life right like when you have like, when you had a job, the purpose is to leave. But when you leave, the purpose is to build a business. And when you build a business, well, like, what's next? And when I was in Bangkok, I asked a couple of guys who are, like, kind of in their 40s who have done this in a while. I'm like, so have kids changed your perspective on things as a business owner, as an entrepreneur? And they're like, yes, because the focus is no longer on you. And whereas their purpose becomes providing for the kids. giving everything everything they have and i was wondering like is this something like us single guys that are not married are missing
1: or i really have no idea so i don't know what about you like i was saying though it's just i i I do want to change the world i want to do something big but as long as money's in the back of my head which it will be until i can automate it i'm not going to be able to do anything big you know yeah yeah i get the feeling that like if you've taken this path to leave your job start a business
0: and if you're just want a business that lets you sit on the beach all day. Like It's almost a waste of potential in some ways that you know, you're know you smart enough to figure this out, to do something different. Kind of like why stop there? I
1: think it's kind of like summer break though. It's everybody that you can't wait for summer break. All year long, you can't wait. And then two weeks in, you're like, I'm kind of bored. Like I want something to do. And to me, that's another, the other part of the business. I want to be able to sit on the beach for a while. And then I want to realize, oh, this isn't the purpose of life. And, and I feel like as guys,
0: Like, masculine energy just needs to have a purpose, I think, whether that's, like, something you believe in, things like that. Absolutely. Whether if you're, like, a soldier fighting for something you believe in, you know, non-profit causes, things like that. So I was actually reading a book, again, uh, called Pencils of Promise I mentioned earlier. So it was founded by a guy named Adam Brown. Uh, They're a non-profit. Well, he actually calls it a for-purpose business uh, where they build schools in, like, Southeast Asia, like, I think Africa and South America for kids to like you know learn stuff because i think he started this when he was in india one day and he saw a kid and he's like hey what do you want the most and it wasn't money it wasn't shoes and it was like a pencil because a pencil enabled him to like you know draw things write things and to have education to have a better life so that's why he called it pencils of promise and in the book he mentioned something really big that kind of struck me was that like the most direct route to creating joy or happiness is by creating for someone else, too. And it doesn't happen overnight. Oh, I agree. So I got to ask you before we go any farther, what do you want your legacy to be? I don't know. I've been thinking about that the past week a lot. So one thing I started doing was uh, two days ago, I signed up to a to volunteer at an animal shelter on Mondays. So like growing up, I had these like three dogs walking me to school every day. And so I kind of always had this soft spot for like stray animals. So I figured, you know, why not try this out? See if it changes my perspective and if it can get me some direction on where to go so okay yeah and it'd be fun to just hang out with dogs i really don't know where this is going but i think no one in my community at least in dc that i know of like volunteers on a consistent basis so it'll be interesting to see if i can also drag some people to go there too and uh, see how this turns out
1: no i, I agree with that volunteering is something i've really wanted to get into but uh when i've tried to in the past like i, I was going to do the big brothers or I, I forget the name of it that, that program and they wanted a year commitment. And I'm like, I, I can't even commit a year to anything I do, much less, I can't, you know, I can't commit a year to staying in the same location. So, so a lot of them, it's like, you have to pay to be a part of it. I'm like, that's that seems kind of weird like it's almost too gung-ho for someone just getting into it yeah i'm like look i, I just want to give my t- time i just want to do something meaningful you know yeah it was interesting when i was
0: researching like where to like reach out to mm. and as like a marketer you start seeing holes in people's marketing right so i was on their facebook page i was like oh you guys don't have any photos you guys should be posting you know every two days or every day right so like i actually have a camera i do for my products i could just bring it over And I just hang out, take some photos of the dogs and pets for adoptions, and then you you guys can use it. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. And I was like, oh, this is like so obvious. Like as a marketer, you see all these holes that they're doing, like they're not using like, you know, link tagging or whatever, or Bitly, things like that, they're
1: just like, because most people have no idea this stuff exists. That's actually genius, actually. On my own podcast, I actually had someone on just yesterday who we were talking about the same kind of topic. And what he said is like, look it, because he's kind of a backpacker nomadic person, and he said basically everybody can go and do like manual labor, everybody can do farming that's like like these backpacking people. But what he does is he actually records video for like documentaries and he's able to do exactly that. He's able to use his computer and internet knowledge to get them more volunteers. And he went to one farm and basically said like, "Look, you it's really hard to find you guys. Like I'm going to build you guys a website. I'm going to do all this and it's not typically what you think of when you think of volunteering, but it's what he was good at. And most people listening to that are probably good at similar stuff. So that's that's a great idea. That's something that maybe I should try is going to charities and just be like, hey, I'll build you a better website and I'll work on your SEO yeah. and stuff.
0: See, I mean, when you think about that, instead of making some Amazon affiliate site or like, you know, some black hat spun content site like when you're doing that for charity that sounds that sounds awesome right like you're doing something actually cool and you're helping people so, so i think i don't know we'll see how this goes but have you ever thought
1: about what your purpose is oh absolutely one of the big things i want to do and i, I don't know how much detail i'll get into just because it's something it's a, it's a semi-business idea but the, the point would be to give back but basically would be to create a kind of like a website like app type thing that's all about it'd be like the center for learning online. So, you know, Coursera, are you familiar with that? I've heard of that. Coursera is like online education for free, like online college classes. It'd be kind of like that, except it'd be open source. So anybody could put up classes. So take like, for instance, MIT and Berkeley have all their courses online, but it's just material. It's not really structured. So it would be a place that's structured. So when you complete it, you get something, It's kind of like a social network too, where you get like a certification saying you completed this course. And then with that, people can see, oh, okay, well, this guy's learned all these courses. This guy's, you know, he has this knowledge. And it also kind of be a point system so people can see, oh, hey, this guy really knows a lot about this subject. But you'd be able to go there and let's say you're interested in physics. You say, hey, I want to learn more about physics. And it's like, all right, well, we have entire course plans for you. Or if you want, you might be interested in these books or this book. But basically the idea would be one place where learning everything you want to learn online is there. So, because right now what I do is I I'll download you know books from one site or maybe read blog posts from another site or go to the Berkeley website to do this. But there's no sense of accomplishment and there's no sense of community. So my goal would be to basically create online education for free. So anybody that wants to learn anything can do it. Speaking of this, there was a guy I used to work for.
0: Uh, named Steve Poisner. He was the guy that invented like SnapTrack. He sold it to Qualcomm for like a billion. And then he tried to do politics for a couple years ago and he just sold a new startup he had called Empower You, like U for university, back to Qualcomm. And basically, it was like this cloud platform I think UCLA used that where professors can like create slides or content for the class and they could cloud distribute it to the students on the devices. And I think a lot of classes were using this platform. It's kind of interesting. That's kind of like what you're sort of doing. It's like infrastructure for delivering information in courses, things like that.
1: Right? Absolutely. And I, I think the big thing that I want to do that I haven't seen anybody do is gamify it, like make it into a game, make it fun. So if you read a book and you post like Goodreads kind of does this, you, you read a book, you post it up there and then you get 10 points. And if you write notes about it, you get you know 20 points. The other thing that I'd love for it to do is when you go to a job interview. So I've learned probably at least five times as much on my own online or through books or through other means than I ever did in college. But what do do people care about, uh, your employers care about? They care, oh, where'd you go to college? What'd you study? It's like, that doesn't, that's not representative of what I actually know. And I want it to be a place that if you're going for a job, you can tell them like, hey, you should check out my whatever name I come up with profile. It has all the books I've read and let's say you're going for a sales position and you've read 30 books on sales, that's more impressive to me than someone that has a college degree. It's like you can actually tell they're passionate about it. So that would be my goal, like to empower people to want to learn on their own. But I think that switch needs to come internally. Like you can't just say, hey, read 10
0: books, right? Because remember when we were younger, like read Huckleberry Finn. Like, well, I read it, but I don't remember anything that happens. Whereas now, like I'll actually read like 10 books a year or more, right? To like learn new things. I think it's a switch
1: that some people don't make them. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but I think that the problem is there's no sense of accomplishment. It's like, hey, I can learn this, but nobody's gonna know. And as sad as it is, we're ego animals. Like we want people to know when we do something cool. That's why we still spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a college degree when we can learn everything for free. It's because everybody will know how awesome we are. I do agree with you. The switch needs to come internally. You know, if you have two situations one where you can read a book and nobody knows and nobody cares, or another where you read this book and everybody knows that you read it, I think that there's a little bit more motivation. So I think it might help some people make that switch. Yeah, so why education then? Oh, education without a doubt is 100% the the game changer in the world. Everything else you do, I think is very low leverage, in my opinion. Basically, you're teaching somebody to fish. You're like, hey, you know, you can fish, you can survive for the rest of your life. I think that almost all the problems that we have in this world come from a lack of education people not realizing how interconnected everything is, people not realizing their own true potential. And I think knowledge basically can transform someone from any, any stage in life and improve their state. For instance, like you can read books on how to get a job, you can read books on this and that. And I think most people just don't know where to start and it's intimidating, you know? I've kind of, I've gotten lucky, I've slowly figured out, oh, okay, I can read books by this author and then he recommends these authors and he recommends this but I've had to do it all on my own. I think if you have one place where you can say, hey, I want to know more information about this subject and not just like a quick Google search, like I really want to dive in deep, people will be able to empower themselves out. People will be able to take themselves out of poverty or realize that having you know, seven kids when you can't afford one isn't a good idea. And a lot of that comes from a lack of education. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to advance humanity. Absolutely. I don't have small goals. Uh, but the my big hang up currently is, do I just drop everything and go do that right now? Or do I continue down the path that I'm going on? And the path that I'm going on currently is build up the capital, the security, knowing that I have money that like, that's not even a thought in my mind. Then the next step for me is building up not necessarily a following, but people that will kind of listen to what I say. And that's why I started my own podcast and blog is because I, I want to like grow people that are listening to me. And then once I create this website app thing that I'm thinking about doing, I can say, Hey, everybody that's listening to my podcast or reading my blog, go check it out. And then bam, right away, it's 10,000 people. Because I think that's the hardest part is, how do you market something like the idea that I'm talking about? And I think the key is to find people that are interested in learning. That's kind of my current plan.
0: So you brought up an interesting point in how you wanted to make the money first and then do the purpose. So Adam actually talks about this in Pencils of Promise too. So when he was at Bain, he thought that he would've worked 20 years And then just graduate or like just retire with like 20 million and then do everything and later on he decided to leave because in the back of his mind that if he left if he stayed 20 years like would the impact actually have been greater had he stayed at a job versus if he just built it as it was going and i was like oh that's kind of interesting because because then he said you know because by the time you die the money doesn't really matter right it's the legacy you leave and for him is he might as well have built it like right now and so he had some traction too but i think it was interesting how he combined the for-profit business model with the purpose too with like a, that solves a social problem and i think he was talking about that as like a future kind of business model because traditionally if you look at like business like there's profit non-profit right and then there has do they contribute to society or do they take away from society right there's like very black and white there's no overlap and so he was trying to find an intersection between that and think like there's a couple of businesses like that like what tom's a warby parker i think or something like that it's like it's kind of interesting how there's some people tackling it but it's not really that mainstream yet or i think it's harder to pull off too because you can't just be some corporation like you need transparency you need a legit story you can't do it just because it's fashionable too right yeah yeah so one thing you mentioned was a book called the alchemist Uh, What was this
1: book about? So The Alchemist is actually a fiction book. And it's just, when when you told me this topic idea, this was one of the first things that came to me. And it's about this boy. I think he's like a a shepherd or something like that. And he has a dream one night that like he's going to find gold in Egypt. Anyways, the whole point of it is that it's about him following what they call his personal legend. And it's this idea that everybody has a quote unquote personal legend, which is like the ultimate thing you can do with your life. The ultimate adventure and way to spend your life. And the idea is everybody has one. And if you know what it is, you should follow it kind of thing. And it's one of those books that when you read, it's really interesting, it pumps you up and it makes you want to do something really cool with life. Was it kind of like a follow your passion thing? Because I'm going
0: to bash that concept in like 30 seconds here.
1: It's It's not about following your passion per se. And it's more about like doing the ultimate thing that you need to do with your life. I think everybody has this idea that you know you need to do something and when you figure out what it is go for it and do it yeah so i thought about this the other day too it's like most people say
0: oh find your passion do this do that but like like just saying that almost makes me want to puke and, and a lot of people will say look maybe you're passionate at eating peanuts but you're not going to make a lot of money off that right i mean maybe <laughs> so, i mean can have <laughs> okay. like maybe you can have like a peanut blog or something like that but like passion inherently is selfish it's about you right it's what you want and if you look at like the producer versus consumer mindset you know in terms of like adding value creating something it's a very one-sided equation right because it's what you want it's what you're interested in and if you look at like the other side of the equation something like purpose where that's really selfless right it's not about you it's about someone else and we can do for the kind of world in general and so I, I guess the idea is
1: that your purpose is probably a passion but your passion isn't always a purpose well I, I think also though when i think of passion i think of maybe your passion is maybe not necessarily eating peanuts but like making videos or something like that or filming or painting or taking photos, uh, any number of things. And I think a lot of times you can use your passion in your purpose, but Cal Newport basically says that going, he kind of agrees what you're saying with going after your passion is dumb. Like don't try to go after your passion. What you should do instead is figure out what you're good at and get really good at like one small skill. And maybe that skill is, I don't know, once again, Photoshop maybe you're really good at Photoshop. You're not necessarily passionate about it, but like you're good at it. And if you get really good at that, what you can do is leverage that ability, get what you want out of life. Or a lot of what people want is like to be able to work the hours that they want to work, to be able to be around people they want to be around. And if you're really good at a rare and valuable skill, you're able to leverage that. So if you're the best web designer in the world, then you can work with the people you want to work with. You can charge as much as you want to charge and work when you want to work. So it's basically having
0: a skill set that other people value that can pay you. And then once you get paid, you can then do what you really want.
1: Yeah, so instead of trying to think, oh, I'm not passionate about this or I'm not passionate about that, jump into something and get really good at it. And it's got to be something that, you know, you can't be the best burger flipper in the world. Because nobody cares. No one's going to pay you for that. It's got to be something that's rare and valuable. Probably no right answer or wrong answer to, but it's just depending on what game you want to play out of life too,
0: right? Like I think some people, maybe they're not interested in traveling so they could have a business, but they want to stay wherever they are in the US, UK. You know, that's more power to them, right? And I think maybe sometimes when you read our Work Week and you join this community, you kind of get brainwashed that, you know, this is the end goal when actually it shouldn't be, I think.
1: Look at Tim Ferriss himself. Like he's the first one to say it's not about not working. It's about not needing to stress out in your job and it's about being more productive. I mean, he works more than anybody I've ever seen, you know. Yeah, and he's doing
0: angel investing all this stuff with startups now too. So, I think like, I don't know, like that's this we have this discussions a lot with like guys like Dan Andrews like the future of this movement. Like, yeah, it's going to be here forever, but one thing I've been talking about a lot this past 2 weeks is like does living in Vietnam, Thailand or like Indonesia, Bali prevent you from playing a bigger game because there's a speaker uh, who, you know, Ben Hebert from Natural Stacks. He used to live in Vietnam, February to like April here, and he just couldn't cut these wholesale deals in person, right? So, and he was saying when you see people around you drive Teslas in the US, it makes you realize that you're a small fish in a big pond. Whereas when you live here in Vietnam, Thailand, for like, you know, 1500 bucks a month, you have a maid, you have a bike, you have stuff to you, someone washing your clothes, cleaning your house, doing everything for you too, fixing your clothes, you know, custom shirts. So it's like... If you don't have that pressure, does it make you complacent? Uh, maybe it's kind of, kind of what I'm getting at, and I don't really know if other people see this too. So.
1: No, I agree with that, and it, it's something... I've actually been struggling with because I'm going to Thailand soon. I'm going to Vietnam. And there's a part of me, no matter what, I'm excited to go. But there's a question of how long do I want to stay traveling for? And part of the reason I was going to do it is to get the tax break. You know, I think it's something like if you make up to $80,000, I think it is, you can have it tax free. Uh, It's a 96K now, I think. Oh, wow. So $96,000 tax free. But then I thought about it How much money am I going to pay in taxes? I I don't actually know the number. Is living in the United States going to make me that much more money? And there's a chance that it could. There's a chance that by being in the US, I'm going to be more productive. I'm going to be able to cut bigger deals, kind of like Ben is able to. I'm going to be able to do all the stuff where I'd actually make it up and profit anyways.
0: Like, could you go to a cheerleading competition, have a booth there and make 20K off that booth? You probably could, right? Team orders, right? And
1: honestly, for me, I think I'm slowly transitioning into, you know, other things too. Like maybe there's other business opportunities that I can only get in the United States. The dance clothing business is great and it's going to blow up. But I think that I could start something else on the side right now too and still be able to spend... enough amount of time to keep the the dance clothing business going i think it depends on what you do too so a lot of the these guys that we know if you're like a coder
0: web designer that's digital by nature you could kind of be anywhere right i mean maybe you don't meet as many big clients because big deals uh but certainly it's different than physical products too and i think especially for like if you're trying to do wholesale whatever like sometimes you just need to go to trade shows it's kind of the biggest thing i picked up this last year too Uh, There was a guy, Vincent Ko, from Panda Sunglasses, or Panda Eyewear. And he had a really interesting strategy how he got into Nordstrom. So he sells sunglasses, right? He was looking for conventions where he would stick out like a sore thumb because if you sell sunglasses, you go to sunglasses one with like 10,000 other people, like you're, you're not differentiated, right? So he went to some women's thing. These ladies walked up to them, they're like, hey, what are you doing here? They're like, you know, we sell these cool sunglasses. You know, they do the whole pitch and they hand him the business card and it's like head buyer, like Nordstrom. He was like, no shit. Wow, that is really interesting. That's a good idea. If I'm gonna have to steal that idea, I think. The opportunities like that don't happen when you live overseas too. Like, I don't know if that's something we're all missing here in this movement in the whole four-hour workweek thing. Thinking long-term, like the consensus is that, yeah, depending on what game you wanna play, you know, maybe you could build a business up to a million overseas, but if you wanna do like 10, like you gotta be where the big customers are and wholesale and all that stuff
1: too. The other thing to me that's really important is, I think I'm more productive when I'm in the United States. And I think it's because I don't have to, I'm not as distracted basically. Just like if I want to just spend a week working and just have a normal life, I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel like, hey, I'm in Buenos Aires I need to go out with my friends. I kind of need to do all this stuff. Where when I'm in the US, if I spend a week working, I'm like, oh, okay, well that was a good productive week. Good for me. I think the same thing, you you know, if I'm in Vietnam, for instance, there's little. There's also little creature comforts that you miss. For instance, there's certain types of food where it's just like I get my food schedule on routine. It sounds like maybe you're able to do that, but I jump around so often that it's like every time I get to a new place, I have a couple of weeks trying to figure out where's the grocery store, where's the gym at. You know, what am I? What are the foods gonna be like here? What should my daily uh, meal and routine be like? And I find that when I'm in the United States, it kind of is just. Easier. It's just home base, right? Like, there's always an adjustment
0: period, no matter where you go. Even if it's a place you do know, like it takes like a week or two to get used to a place that you know. But a brand new place might take like a whole month, and it really drags on your productivity too. Like, what cafes do you go to? You know, what time do they close? What time do they open? How noisy it is? Do you even like the table you're
1: sitting at? Friends really pay a, a play a bigger role than I initially would have gave it credit to. And I think you're lucky because you have a lot of friends in Vietnam. But I think a lot of people you move overseas for the first time and you don't realize until a week or two in there, hey, I don't know anybody here. And it's not that it's hard to make friends, but uh, like for instance, here in Buenos Aires, I was lucky to move here with friends. So it's like I had kind of that normalcy of being able to go out and go to a bar with people I know. But if I would've moved here not knowing anybody, it's tough, because there's a language barrier, there's a cultural barrier, and... Well, I think some people like that
0: comfort zone, pushing yourself out of the comfort zone. Some people might like that more, whereas I think most people will be like, oh, I don't know anyone. I got to like figure everything out. Like, it depends if you see that as a positive or negative. Yeah, and I, I
1: personally flip-flop in my own life. There's times where I'm like, yeah, I just want to, you know, backpack. I just want to travel. I just want to just meet new people on the road. And then there's those days where it's like, no, I want to stay in. I want to be productive, but I want to be able to call a friend when I feel like claustrophobic in my house or I can be like, hey, let's go grab dinner. You, It's not always so easy to find that. And I feel like these things like purpose, they can always change too
0: because certainly i think once you know if someday i have kids it'll completely change too right? like it won't be about living here or there it'll be like oh like i don't want my kid to grow up in china or where do i want them to live where do i want them to go to school things like that too so actually it would be interesting to see if anyone in the audience if you guys are listening you know how your purpose has changed since either quitting your job starting a business uh having kids too because we're just guys kind of i'm 30 I turn 31 next week, Travis is like, what, you're 25, so we really don't know what we're talking about. I think these answers don't come easy, too. And I was talking to, like, two, three people about this. We're all kind of in the same, not, like, funk, but just in a limbo trying to find the answers. So, you know, maybe we could revisit this topic in, like, a year and see what happened since then or six months. Oh, God, in, th- in three weeks, everything I... Say will change. So, for anyone who has, uh, you know, stuff to talk about regarding your purpose, your business, what you've done since quitting your job, starting a business, having kids, whatever, uh, leave it in the comments. You know, we're just a bunch of guys kind of in our mid, late. 20s early 30s so we don't really know what we're talking about either too so yeah all right so that wraps it up for this week uh, if you've got an e-commerce store and you want to join the e-commerce mafia go ahead check out buildmyonlinestore.com, click the join the mafia tab and i look forward to the 25k group next week and we'll probably have some updates on how that goes too so i guess we'll see you guys next week and thanks for listening Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. And if you got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. And we're all there to support each other. So if this sounds like a cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch up with you guys next week.